0: Well, happy Hope Day, everyone, and welcome back to Life Works Better with Coach Mel. And
1: hostess Clarissa. You're
0: supposed to sing that part.
1: (laughs) What's that? You're supposed to sing that. Oh, oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) Life works better when Coach Mel doesn't sing. (laughs) I love it. And those who know me best appreciate that the most.
0: I'm sure Cherry could probably attest to that. Oh, yes, and all my children. Welcome, guys. We are, what, series, is it 13?
1: 15, isn't it?
0: 15? Let me see. Hey. I mean, we're rocking and rolling. You
1: know what? Series fly when you're having fun.
0: Yes. Oh, my
1: goodness. Is the audience having fun?
0: Always. What? Always. Always. Series 15. Episode number
1: three. Yes. Yes.
0: Isn't that something?
1: Yes, it is. (sighs) And we're sipping on our beverage of choice this morning. Yes, and, and we, we kind of many times we uh, we we have the uh, I started to say we share a beverage, we really don't. We're, we're we're drinking of the same beverage out of different cups. <laughs> we're not sharing a beverage. No, we're not. <laughs> uh but many times we're we're uh imbibing similar yes, drinks. We are. But this time we aren't. It couldn't be much different. You are having
0: I am having a nice ice cold latte
1: maybe okay yeah an ice latte yes it's and you said kind of vanilla i think it's at, vanilla yeah I see the
0: vanilla cinnamon somewhere along there it's, it's delightful i mean i came out from outside right into the roast, and it's already house. hot yeah so hey liz had this waiting for me this was great
1: okay and i, love it. I am sipping on some trinity mm-hmm. that has just a smidgen of local honey. Liz found some local honey oh, for me so at a sorry. farmer's market this last weekend. It's not the holy tea though. No, it's not. Yeah. But but the, it, it, it's holy tea but but local honey. Yeah. But you know, Alabama's holy and
0: But it's not as holy as the honey
1: from was it the, Jerusalem? The whole yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah.
0: But it's still good though.
1: Well yeah. It's it's all from the same uh type of created bee. <laughs>
0: Which, were, which was created
1: by the Holy One. That's exactly right. You got it. That
0: was a Melvinism. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Guys, we always have fun here. This is what we do. We have a lot of fun off air, too. Yeah. But uh, we're just excited about this. We're excited about the the new, the new series that we're starting. This is our third one. Um, actually, our 15th series, third episode. And from what Mel tells us, Coach Mel Vito, we're going to dive really deep in today. Oh. And, uh, and again, I'm just telling everyone, grab your pen, grab your pad. This is the time to write some things down because we're talking about his story. Yes. His story. Yes.
1: I like that. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> oh, yes. That's beautiful. So we're talking about life works better with story. Yes.
0: Oh, and what did Liz say this morning about the, the coffee? coffee is a coffee
1: is a hug and a cup a and a principio cup. coffee is a hug and a cup
0: yeah i have to agree
1: and she put that out on on the little back backboard the little blackboard out in the hallway Yes. Oh. says come get your hug and a cup i love it yes yes and great. so i'm i'm having the uh, hot tea the mm-hmm. trinity and you're okay. having the cold coffee the cold latte yes yes and so here we are we're, we're we're bringing balance to this world we are all right as always and balance is what it's all about. It is. And balance uh, in life is learning to manage the extremes. Mm. Oh, goodness, Coach. I, I probably should have heard that a couple of days ago. Balance <laughs> 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 uh, is, uh, is, is the management of extremes. Mm. And so we might even, and I've used that, that line before with uh, leadership. Right. Leadership is, is, the, is the management of extremes. Mm. And it's not necessarily changing either extreme except to uh, change the way it, it looks because of the team effect. So a, a leader is simply one who can manage extremes to create the teams.
0: Mm. That takes a, a powerful connection with God to, yes. to have that. Yes. The wisdom is necessary. Yes.
1: Wow. And so uh, we're talking about uh, uh, the power of story. And that Jesus told a lot of stories. He asked a lot of questions. Yeah, he and he demonstrated the power and the love of his father. Mm. And if I say I'm a disciple of his and I'm not telling a lot of stories and asking a lot of questions and demonstrating the, the power and love of the father, mm-hmm. then I am deceiving myself. I am not a disciple of Jesus. Wow. Mm. So there's there's a power that... that uh, that we want to be felt here this morning Mm -hmm. with this podcast. There's a power that we, that we want to be expressed and we want that power to be the heart of the father Mm -hmm. and how excited Jehovah, the father God was on that day. That was the very beginning of the Ecclesia Mm -hmm. on earth. It was a day that he had looked forward to. If God, if someone who's in the eternal present can ever look forward to anything, mm-hmm. but he he was excited in the eternal present for what was coming to us in the future, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so we're uh, we're going to begin now. We've had uh, two uh, prologues, yes, into awesome. the power of story, mm-hmm. which dealt with a lot of history and kind of kind of where we are. So now we're going back to where we began, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to look at this through basically 25 uh, very important dates that include events and people in the story of the Ecclesia. Now, we talked quite a bit about the difference between Ecclesia and church. We talked about where the words came from and how they were different. So I want to differentiate here. Uh, the story of Ecclesia is not the same as the history of the church. The term church is, is the organization. It's the institution, and it has a history, and it's checkered, definitely. But alongside of that, at times being congruent, and we may even say confluent, flowing along together, Mm -hmm. would be the story of the ecclesia. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking uh, 25 important events in the story of the ecclesia that intersected the history of the church. And so the the reason for all this, uh, Clarissa, the reason for this whole series is an invitation to become part of the story of the Ecclesia, Mm -hmm. because there's power in that story.
0: You know, I'm thinking, I have my cell phone out now, so I'm going to start documenting these stories (laughs) as you're saying them, because, you know, one thing about it, sometimes you run across people and and they may catch you off guard or whatever, and you don't really know what to say. But wouldn't it be great just to be able to pull out one of these 25 stories and to share Jesus that way? And people love to hear good stories. And if you yes. really are a good storyteller, you'll grab the interest of the person. Yes. So I, I think this is great because you're giving us the tools that we need to to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to people. Yes. And sometimes that's through stories. Yes.
1: Yes, many times it is. As a matter of fact, it's the most powerful way. Mm-hmm. That's why it says in the book of Revelation that they, that is the overcomers, they overcame him, that is the enemy, mm. by the word of their testimony yes. and the blood of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. And so there's both. <clears throat> Jesus died for everyone, but until that becomes part of my story, my testimony, mm. then there's no power in it for me. And so... As we tell a story, we want to enter into that story. So that's when God's story becomes also my story. And as I've said before, everybody has a story, and God has a story, but not everyone has a God story. Right. But everyone can, and that's the invitation. So again, back to ecclesia. Remember, it's a, it's a word that was a sociopolitical term in Jesus' day. Nobody ever used it in, in a religious context or spiritual context. And so Jesus didn't say to his disciples, I'm going to build my synagogue, which is what they were used to in terms of their religious meetings. He didn't say that. He never invited anyone to a synagogue. He didn't tell his disciples to go. He didn't tell them to go build one. (laughs) Hmm. But he talked about something brand new, an ecclesia, literally called ones. So he said, I'm going to, again, Matthew 16, after Peter said, You're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And he said, Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, Rocky. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. But my Father in heaven did. <clears throat> so he had the revelation of the Father's heart. Mm-hmm. And so he expressed that. And Jesus said, On this rock, it could have been, meant a number of things. I feel like that one uh, possible meaning is the, the rock or the foundation of divine revelation. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation that he was going to build his ecclesia on. On this this solid mountain, this huge mountain of divine revelation, solid foundation, I am going to encourage, animate, comfort, and strengthen my called out ones so that the gates of hell will not stand a chance against them. English translations water that down and say, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Mm -hmm. And we think church. No, he didn't even say that word. He said ecclesia, my called out ones. Mm -hmm. And whenever he said I'm going to build, that was the Greek word, uh, that we get our our, our Latin English through that, edify, an edifice, a building, or to build up, to edify one another. So Jesus said he was going to edify us. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. I'm going to edify those who answer my call, and they're going to be so strong because they're listening to me. We've talked a little bit about the power of listening, that that's the most important command, because we're commanded to believe, but we can't believe unless we hear. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And so Jesus' word on that was his ecclesia. So we know at that time in Matthew chapter 16, which is just prior to his crucifixion, uh we know that the ecclesia is future. And then when we when we get and the gospels close out with it still being future. But then the book of Acts begins and it starts talking about when the Ecclesia met from house to house. So the Ecclesia is presented as a reality early on in the book of Acts. So somewhere between Matthew sixteen, when it was future, mm-hmm. And the early part of Acts, when it was a fact, somewhere in between that time, the ecclesia began. Mm-hmm. The story of the ecclesia started, and as we look at it in a little more historical uh, context, we can we can pin it down to a particular day, and even an hour. Isn't that amazing? Wow! We know that 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 it was the uh, uh, the ninth hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe I'm a little confused on that number there, but, but Peter called it out and said, no, these people aren't drunk mm-hmm. uh, because it's just it, it's in the morning time. So uh, right down to that day, and how do we know what day it was? It was on the day of Pentecost. Yes. And so the day of Pentecost, as recorded in Acts chapter 2, was the beginning. That, that is, uh, we could say, the most important date in the story of the Ecclesia because that's the day it started and so I, I want to bring some some uh, uh, theological context there which we just did some biblical context uh I want to bring some uh, some eternal context to this as to how it all fit in some historical context uh because of the Jewish connection there and uh you know we we uh, we that's me I, I, I thought maybe I had some some uh some jewish blood in me i always wish that i had because i wanted to be right in there with father abraham right. mm-hmm. so i had one of those uh genealogy tests done mm-hmm. genealogy mm-hmm. and uh i don't have any jewish blood i mean it's all redneck <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they looked at mine they said yep just put a red line across his <laughs> and send it to him send s- send him a red cord and let him Wear it for a necklace. Oh God! Uh, but I am part of Father Abraham because of my faith. Because we are brothers, Amen. And we're brothers in faith, mm-hmm. and and we as uh, believers in Jesus, Christians, especially in the Western world, uh, we we get confused sometimes, and and we want to make Jesus a Western Gentile instead of making ourselves a uh, early. Uh, Roman Empire right. Jew <laughs> mm. uh, that was the historical context. Jesus was a, was a Jew of the first century mm. and and we, we want to make that change and, and because we we make that shift with him, mm-hmm. then we lose a lot of meaning. We lose a lot of identity mm-hmm. because uh, Jesus had died. 50 days prior to this, because that's what Pentecost means. Pentecost is a Greek word. It means 50. Right. And uh, the story is in the book of Exodus, but the specifics about it spelled out in the book of Leviticus, where that after Pentecost, so they would count uh, seven weeks after after Passover, Mm -hmm. seven weeks after Passover, and then the next day after the end of that seventh week. Seven days in a week, seven of those, that's 49. So the next day means that it was 50 days after Passover. That's why it got termed Pentecost, because Pentecost is Greek for right. 50. Mm-hmm. Right Now, the Hebrews uh, didn't call it Pentecost. That's not the Jewish word for it. Uh, and now I'm, I'm no Hebrew scholar. I'm really not even a scholar. I just know how to tell a few stories. <laughs> you understand Melvinism. And Melvinology,
0: <laughs> I have more.
1: <laughs> Melvinology, <laughs> okay. Well, I have more. <laughs> I must there is more. Yeah, is. Yes, That that's your powerful assumption. Yes, that there's always it's more. Powerful, yes. Okay, so where was I? Oh, Pentecost. Yes. Okay, so uh, the I, I'm no Hebrew scholar. And uh, I've, I barely speak English. Mm-hmm. And I do that with such an accent that some of our friends in Honduras ask me where I learned to speak English because they understand my Spanish even better than my English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing all the time on that. But I'm, I'm trying to laugh with you so you're yes. not laughing at yes, me. Yes, please. Join me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so But uh, we call that word, uh, the uh, uh, the Hebrew word, we call it uh, Shabbat. Mm-hmm. You may have heard it called that. I so uh, the Shavot, should, or
0: Shavot. Yeah. Okay.
1: Here we go. I, I have a. I have a. A, a key here. Mm-hmm. That's going to help us pronounce this. Okay. Okay. That Hebrew word actually r- rhymes with blue, oat. Okay. Blue oat. Shavot. Shavot. You Shavot. got it. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Shavot. So so j- just just imagine uh, a stalk of oats there that that's blue. Mm-hmm. Blue oat. Shuvot. Yes. Another way is that we say people vote with their feet. Mm-hmm. So just think of voting with shoes. Shuvot.
0: Shuvot. I like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so shavot. The, the, Hebrew, the Hebrew term Shuvot, mm-hmm. and that simply means weeks. Mm-hmm. That means groups of seven. Yeah. And God's into sevens. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this was a, a time of uh, seven is a number of completion, perfection. And so seven sevens, so a week has seven days. So uh, Shuvot was uh, celebrated, which was uh, a feast of first fruits. Actually, it was a second celebration of fruits. Mm-hmm. The day after Passover was the actually just a small celebration of first fruits.
0: Mm-hmm. And unless, uh, if you could kind of explain first fruits some people don't really know. Okay, uh, first fruits is. was a
1: was a Jewish celebration mm-hmm. and it was actually the first parts of the harvest mm-hmm. that that they would get with their grains or from their vineyards or wherever when when their the, the very first harvest was not consumed mm-hmm. but it was given to God as a sacrifice mm-hmm. and it was like okay God I'm giving you these the first harvestings off of this year's uh, crops. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing that to you, and it is a picture that I, am do- that I am dedicating the entire harvest to you because I'm giving you what's first. Got it. Mm-hmm. We could go a long ways in a long time on that.
0: Yes, it's, and some pastors, ministers, um, they um, do the first fruits at the beginning of the year. Yes.
1: You know, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they talk about that at the end, and, and uh, that's, that's why I like to begin my day in the Word. One of the first things I do when I wake up is go to my Scripture Memory app mm-hmm. and and mem- work on my Scripture Memory because that's, I give that as a first fruit. Lord, this this day, you've given it to me, but I'm going to give back to you these first few moments, right. first few minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them back to you and focus on you and listen to you because that's the most important command mm-hmm. is to listen. Mm-hmm. That's according to Jesus in Mark chapter 12. Yes, it is. Uh, it's there, folks. I just read it. I didn't write it, mm-hmm. and you're welcome to do the same. It's there. It's there. <laughs> uh, so we listen. So uh, the first fruits—that's what it was. There were two celebrations of first fruits. There was one that was like the very beginning. It was celebrated right after Passover, and then there was another one that was the major first fruits, mm-hmm. and that's mainly whenever they they brought a lot more grain because things were. Uh, so it's kind of like the very beginnings of it and then and then once it really starts coming in full we do it again mm-hmm. so, to remind us that all this is a result of that I dedicated it all to God in the beginning and so here is the, the, the beginning of the abundance mm-hmm. the first is just the, the beginning of the harvest then the second celebration was the beginning of abundance mm-hmm. that's very important because Seven weeks plus one day after Passover, the day that Jesus died, was the celebration of the beginning of abundance. And that's so, when the church was birthed, so the ecclesia. Where, do, where would that be today? Like,
0: like where are we right now in August? Where are we with that 50 days after?
1: Okay, well, that, that's an interesting thing because uh, the Jews had two ways of reckoning time. They had a, uh, a religious calendar, and they had a temporal mm-hmm. or time calendar. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the beginning of their religious calendar was, uh, uh, was Passover. But that was not the beginning of their – that wasn't the first month, first day. It wasn't like their New Year's Day. Right. The, the, the Jewish New Year actually begins – uh, in times that are coming up in September, like the days of Atonement, the Day of Atonement, mm. right? Because that's that's the end of the old year and the beginning of the new. That's the Jewish New Year, mm-hmm. but the religious uh, year begins with the uh, with with Passover. And so, Passover, of course, that's when the Jews were released from from uh, exile and slavery in Egypt, mm-hmm. and so they always went back to celebrate that. Then, along the way, once they got to uh, to into the promised land then uh, they, they were told that, uh, that that they were supposed to have these other celebrations and remember uh, life works better with celebration about a year yes. and a half ago yes. when uh, we said celebrate comes from the Latin word celebrar which celebrar, which means to make famous so we celebrate whatever we celebrate we make famous Hmm. And so if we want Jesus to be famous in our life, I need to celebrate him daily. Yes. And if he's going to be famous daily in my life and in my mind, I celebrate him. So uh, that, that's the whole idea about celebration. So they would celebrate uh, the abundance. So uh, there's, a, uh, there's a lot that goes into this, but let's just get this picture. Mm-hmm. Jesus told his disciples uh, he, was, uh, he was around for uh, – for 40 days after Passover, after His resurrection, around for 40 days. Why 40? Well, that's uh, that's a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the the extent of an experience, 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, 40 days of temptation, mm-hmm. 40. So Jesus was here for 40 days. But, he t- but there needed to be some time between the end of His earthly journey, the 40 days after His resurrection, mm-hmm. and the beginning of, of the story of the Ecclesia. So there were 10 days in their week and a half that disciples had without Jesus and without Holy Spirit. That's a scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but they didn't have Jesus and they didn't have Holy Spirit, but you know what kept them all together? It said they were together in one accord, and you know what kept them together? Hope mm. and promise. Because they believed God and they believed Jesus that the Ecclesia is coming. Mm. We're listening for his voice. We're listening to the voice of Holy Spirit that's going to call us out of our backgrounds, going to call us out of our past. That's going to call us out of our Jewish religiosity and going to take us into the life of the Ecclesia. Mm. And so they were there on the day of Pentecost. Uh, some estimates are maybe uh, 20,000, 30,000 people in Jerusalem at that time. It come from all over the Roman Empire. Uh, and that's uh, another uh, plus about uh, why Jesus came during that particular time, the very early days of the Roman Empire, because that's when uh, communication was, was, uh, was at its uh, peak, and roads were there so people could travel so a lot of people were able to come to Pentecost there on that day. And it was a day that, it, that Jesus, that, that the, the Father had put a, a pen in and said, this is going to be a new man right here. This is going to be a, just like Jesus had a resurrected body after his crucifixion. Jesus said, if you're, if you're going to be raised with me, you're going to have to die with me. You're going to have to fall into the ground and die. So I'm saying that the ten days that the disciples were without Jesus and without Holy Spirit were their times of being dead in the ground, wow. darkness, no revelation, no, uh, no, uh, no, no leading, no leader, no, no inner voice.
0: Ooh, wait a minute!
1: I'm so glad for the grace of God. Yes,
0: I, mean, <laughs> I just don't want to be that. You know, and
1: I, and oh. and so there they were. They wow. they they had died. And he said, they said, okay, is this the time that you're going to restore Israel? Uh, And Jesus said, well, you're you're missing it. Uh, I never was going to restore what you have in mind. Now, they'd been with him for three years plus, and they still didn't understand that about the kingdom. He said, but all you need to worry about is you just be ready because the power is coming. Mm. Holy Spirit's coming, and it's going to be with power. It's going to be dunamis. It's not authority, the Greek word exousia. It's dunamis, from which we get our word dynamite. He said the dynamite Holy Spirit is coming.
0: Wow. But, you know, as as I'm hearing you break down the history and the stories and the parables, and I'm hearing about the time that the disciples were without Jesus, and the only thing they had was hope. If you think about it, the times that they were with Jesus— he was sharing and imparting stories in history. Yes. And what was about to come. Yes. So that's why this, <laughs> this episode is so important. Because at the time that the disciples were without Jesus and Holy Spirit, what they were able to hold on to was his stories. Yes. His stor <laughs> let's run. We were gonna put well, yeah. we gotta run okay. around the I, studio I just,
1: for a uh, turn this off there again, maybe a few uh silence, but just a maybe a oh, <laughs> Okay, we took our lap around the table here. <laughs> like a super mm. Yes. So and now uh and so I want to uh, th- that that's why that that's why that date and that day was so important in my story once i become part of the ecclesia because just like god had formed adam out of the dust and the clay and then what happened it said that he breathed into adam and adam became what a living soul yeah. so here are those disciples they're like that grain of wheat that's fallen in the ground it's dark they're filled up, oppressed they can't catch their breath they, it's like, man, what are we doing? But we're just they—they were—they were in one accord, meaning that they were—they were on task, and that they were holding on to the promise. I'm speaking to somebody right now that's out there, and you feel like that you have died and that you are covered up and you have no light. But listen, let me tell you, there's hope in just receiving the words of Jesus. Right now, there's hope. There, you, you may be between blessings but you should never be between hope Woo. <laughs> let's hear that again <laughs> Whoa, so the disciples were between Woo. blessings they were between mm-hmm. they were between uh, the presence of Almighty God that mm-hmm. they had felt and they were unique in that mm-hmm. they're the only ones that that first generation there they were the only ones that experienced the presence of the Father through Jesus mm-hmm. God the Son and the beginning presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's what brings us into this story and the ecclesia, those who are called out. And so just like they had heard the call of Jesus on their life, and it was to you you wait, you have hope, but the Holy Spirit's coming, and when He does, it's going to blow things up. Mm -hmm. And so there they were on the day of Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit fell. And Acts chapter 2 tells us that the Holy Spirit came and filled the room, filled the house. Word nerd alert. I, I, love, I love the nuance of language. And we just get so accustomed to hearing a word a certain way. Came and filled the house, and we just kind of run right on by that filling. No, the Spirit's filling is, is a key to understanding yes. Him. He fills us, but He came first and filled that house. And how did it happen? Because they were there. You have to be present. Yes, you got to be present where God wants you to be before you can get filled. Mm. And, and you're usually going to get filled because something around you is filled. Something around you is going to be filled. Mm. And so the Holy Spirit came, and the room was filled. And that word filled is, is a play on words there. It means like to furnish, like you. You furnish a house. Holy Spirit came and furnished that house. He gave it all the decorations it needed. He gave it all the furniture that it needed. He, he furnished that place. And the furniture in God's house is people. And so the holy the Holy Spirit filled the house, and then he filled the disciples. And so then that's when Peter with all boldness stood up and he preached. Yes. And boy, did he ever. And there were tongues of fire that came. So it was visual, and it was also vocal Mm -hmm. because they peter preached he preached in languages he never had studied now whether the miracle was in his mouth or in the ears of the listener we're not real sure but it was a miracle Mm -hmm. something happened either in peter's mouth or in the airwaves on the way to their ear Mm -hmm. people heard it that was a sign that the gospel is not just for the jews any longer it's for the entire world and this is good news and the ecclesia is not just going to be right here in jerusalem And Jesus prophesied that when he told the woman at the well, a day is coming and is already here when those who worship the Father will worship him, not in Jerusalem and not in Sychar, but worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's the invitation to the story of the Ecclesia.
0: Shut it down in here, Pastor. (laughs) Yeah, the amen corner back here in the back. (laughs) 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 That just recalibrated me. And to remind me, I'm so appreciative that I've never been without. I don't remember. And, you know, well, before I was 12 and all of that. But just since I've accepted Jesus Christ, I've never had a moment where I was without Holy Spirit. Yeah. I don't ever want to be without Holy Spirit. Yeah. and the fact that someone was without him for such a long period of time and the grace I'm just so appreciative of where I am I am and it's because of that story that you shared today has caused to me to me to look inside and to become even more appreciative of my moments with God and my moments of Holy Spirit being here with me. Yes, it's powerful. this is powerful. I guess we'll see him back here next week. One lives in hope.
1: That's right.